Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Switch for Change podcast. I am your host, Mika Haller, where we talk about changing the direction of communication and strategies for a better conversation. Today, we have a special guest on our show, Anne Bonnie. She is a professional speaker, trainer, and author of the best-selling book, Get Over It, and professional podcaster of Ignite Your Influence. She has authority in change management and also expertise in emotional intelligence, influential leadership, as well as youth leadership. Today, Anne is going to share some insights with us on emotional intelligence and how we can improve our communication and how we can approach those difficult conversations. And thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you. You're welcome. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to ask you why you choose courage. It's in your mission and everything that you do. And I was wondering if you could share with the audience why why courage and, and how we can apply it to difficult conversations? Yeah, uh, difficult conversations are difficult in that we don't know what the other person's going to do. Yeah. And a lot of people who are more passive in their communication completely avoid them because they're like, I don't even want to do it. And yeah. it takes courage to say, we need to have this conversation. Um, yes. It takes courage to be emotionally intelligent, to be willing to give somebody the benefit of the doubt or to see a situation in a different way, to regulate your reactions. All of this stuff takes courage. It's a lot easier to just react rather than thinking and responding. So that's why really I like to boost people's courage with skills, with mindset, and with some confidence boosting so that they have the courage to go and say the things that need to be said in a way that other people want to listen. Absolutely. When it comes to effective uh, communication, cultivating trust is so important. I was wondering if you can share with us what what are some ways that we can cultivate trust? Um, Having the courage to have those conversations and having them in a way that is respectful and tactful. Um, because when we have those tough conversations well, and we get through them and survive them together, trust goes up because I realize we can get through hard things together. Um, but it's also just the daily stuff, appreciating when people work hard for you or do something for you, even if it's just holding the door, you know, that appreciation says, I see you as a person. And that makes Mm. us trust each other. Um, building that, that more personal social bond while we're building that professional bond. Also, you know, being interested in somebody as a human, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? You know, Hey, how's your puppy? Oh my God, you got a puppy. You know, just those little stupid things. You don't have to know their grandma's birthday and what, you know, the mom's dog breeder's name was or whatever, but just being interested in somebody as a human builds that trust because it's saying you're, you're a person. I see that being honest, being open, sharing knowledge, sharing networks, um, sharing credit. All of those things say, I see you, you're here too. And we're in this together. Yeah. I think having that interest is so important because about two way conversation as opposed to a one way conversation. Yeah. It's uh It's so important. And also, I think one of the huge things is assumptions. You know, so many times Mm. we'll be having a conversation with someone and we make this assumption that they're thinking this way. There are some ways, I think you you and I talked about positive intent. And I was wondering if you could speak to a little bit about that. Yeah, the the concept of assuming positive intent has been rattling in my round in my brain for about a year or two. And it's so important to assume that when somebody says something offensive, usually people aren't out to ruin your day. Most of the time, people are pretty good. And even if they had malicious intent, 
um, in the, in the workplace, if they said something, you know, they didn't give you credit for work or they interrupted you in a client meeting and you feel like, oh, they just don't trust me or whatever. If I stop and assume positive intent, I assume that they didn't mean that in the negative way that I'm taking it. I'm going to be able, even if they did have malicious intent, I, if I'm assuming positive intent, I'm going to be able to approach that conversation in a way that they're much more likely to can participate in. If I walk in pointing my finger at him, accusing him of not trusting me to do my job, that conversation is not going to go very well. <laughs> I'm not going to solve anything. In fact, I'm going to create new problems. Yeah. Whereas if I assume positive intent and say, hey, Mika, in that client meeting today, I don't know if you recognize that you did this, but you interrupted me three times and I'm afraid it's going to impact the rela- my relationship with the client. I know you probably didn't mean to do it. Um, so I'd love to just point that out and we can talk about it and hopefully get to the point where, where we can work together with the clients. You know, it's not a finger pointy, condescending, accusatory thing. It's a, hey, you probably don't realize this happened. It happened. Here's what, here's the problem. Yeah, I think you make a really good point at just clearing that assumption. Sometimes taking a pause or making those assumptions. You know, you'd mentioned that in one of your strategies about taking a pause. If you could speak to that a little bit, I think we can tie into that. Right. I mean, in the heat of the moment, when somebody does something that makes us mad, that frustrates us, that makes us angry, that intimidates us, we, we our caveman brain wants to jump in and react. And yeah. oftentimes that initial reaction is not going to be an investment in a positive future with that person, right? Yeah. Usually it's like punch them or run out of the room, you know, slam the book down the desk and run, you know, and that's not going to be the best thing to do. So taking that pause allows you to say, okay, that didn't go well. I didn't like it. What do I want to do to create this positive impact in the future? Um, and, and, and so you can start to think about what made me mad, what, um, what made me mad, what frustrated me, what probably happened, what can I assume about it? And so then I can say, all right, now, how do I want to deal with this? Do I want to deal with this? Is this a battle I want to pick? And if so, how am I going to approach it? And giving that pause, whether it's a couple seconds or a five minute run to the bathroom, or I'm not going to deal with this until Monday because I'm a little too frustrated about this. Whatever that pause is, taking that time to get your head straight so that you get the outcomes that you want. And I think sometimes if it goes the other way and you do something offensive to the other person, you also want to clarify your intent Mm. because oftentimes somebody might not be assuming positive intent about us and to take that pause and say, wait a minute, they didn't understand. It's not that they're attacking me because they're jerks. They're attacking me because they thought I was the jerk. And so let me clarify my own intent. Take that pause. Think this situation through before we jump at each other's throats. Absolutely. In your book, Get Over It, you on tip number nine, you talked about acknowledging your feelings and separating ourselves uh. versus victims to superheroes. I was wondering if you could speak to a little about that. Yeah, you know, emotions have such a bad reputation. Everybody's like, anger is bad. Being sad is bad. But the fact is, anger is human. Being sad is human. It's what we do as a result of those feelings that can cause problems, Mm. right? 
it's okay if I say, Mika, I'm angry about this and I'd like to talk to you about it so we can work together better in the future. It's not okay for me to slam my fist down on the test, point my finger in your face and say, Mika, gosh, darn it, fragments, 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 you stupid, fragments, right? That's a problem, right? So the anger is fine. And acknowledging your feelings makes it a whole lot easier to say, yeah, I'm mad about this. Let me identify why. When you're in that pause, yeah. I'm mad. Let me figure out why so I can genuinely get to how I'm actually going to solve this. Because if we just act without thinking of the why this is bothering us, why it's a problem, sometimes we don't solve the actual problem. You know, sometimes we go after the surface solution and we just cut the tip off the iceberg and it just floats up to the surface a little more. And that thing comes out of the, you know, think of the surface of the water again. It's a terrible metaphor, but still, (laughs) um, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you stop, take that pause and think, why is this? You acknowledge those feelings and think, why is this making me angry? Then you're able to actually hit the problem in a, in a thoughtful, intentional way. Yeah, no, absolutely. When uh, sometimes uh, you've talked about uh, different personality types, sometimes we, like if we're in a work environment, uh, I know, for example, some people may, you've mentioned task oriented versus people oriented. Sometimes if we're, if we're dealing with uh, different, and it's not a bad thing, it's just everyone has things that work for them. I was wondering if you could speak to when we're having, when we're communicating with those kind of different personality types and how we can have a win-win outcome. Okay. Personality style stuff is fascinating to me because so often we think somebody's just being a jerk. They're just being a pain when actually they're just wired differently than us. They do things differently. And you can go take a disc assessment or Myers-Briggs and get a 27 page report, or you can just identify the fact that there are task focused people and there are relationship focused people. There are people that just by default are focused on the interpersonal stuff, the team dynamic, not being in conflict, understanding each other, listening to each other's perspectives. And then there's also other people who are very much focused on, we've got a job to do, let's get it done. Let's get this task done. Here's what we're trying to do. Boop, 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 boop. And they're not thinking about the people because we're all just trying to get stuff done. And somebody can be on either end of that continuum or anywhere in between. So you might realize, you might be like, well, I'm kind of both of those. Yeah, sure. Or you might be thinking of somebody right now who's like, wow, yeah, I work with somebody who has no people skills and is all business, right? And what knowing this or just identifying this and saying, you know, will help you to just be able to say, ah, when Frank sends me an email that says, send me that, that report Friday. Thanks, Frank. He's not actually mad at me. He's not being a jerk. He's just task focused. And I don't have to take that on as an attack. Yeah. Or when my, you know, or when somebody, you know, is really sensitive to those emails that says, hey, Mika, need that Friday. Thanks, Anne. And you're like, oh my God, why did you send me that rude email? I can know you're probably a very relationship focused person. And so I'll say, hey, Mika, I hope you're having a great day. Appreciate your help with that report. I look forward to seeing it Friday. Let me know if you need help. Thanks, Anne. Boom. Suddenly we're not in a fight. But it's just the way we can communicate with people or the way we can interpret Mm. what they're doing that'll help us. Now, on the other side of that coin, there are fast paced and more methodical people. And it's the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. When somebody's asking for a lot, and I happen to be one of those fast-paced people. I'm a, you, you might notice I talk a little fast. But um, And so people that are into the details and wanting to plan every single thing and look at the whole spreadsheet, boop, 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 that drives me nuts. And I'm like, can't we just get this started? But I know they're just a more methodical personality style than me. Yeah. I'm a build the plane as we fly kind of person. Like we don't need landing gear and it's till it's time to go down to the ground. And my partner happens to be more methodical than I am. <laughs> it drives him nuts. <laughs> I think you really mentioned a good point and identifying that type is just mirroring that sort of style as well. Sure. Help and them. it helps build trust. Yes. Humans are more comfortable with things that are like us. Mm. And so if mm-hmm. I can kind of, like you said, mirror their style, they're going to be more comfortable with me, you know? Yeah. Or if I'm not taking on that, that stark cold email as, oh, we're in a fight. He must be mad at me. Like, I just know that Frank is very task focused person. Oh, absolutely. When it comes to discomfort, talked a little bit about, you know, having those difficult conversations, but Sometimes we want to approach someone that topic is uncomfortable or we need to provide an example. How would you approach that if some discomfort conversation or relationship in that aspect? Yeah. So there's going to be, (laughs) I think that's the first thing is to acknowledge that this is going to be uncomfortable Um, because if we wait for it to be perfect or we wait to have all the skills in place so that it's perfect and it's not uncomfortable, you're going to be waiting forever. So first of all is acknowledging this is going to be uncomfortable. I need to do it anyway, because I want to get to a point where this person and I can work together. I want to build trust, yada, yada. Then I like to plan. If I'm initiating this tough conversation, I like to plan my opening line. I literally will write it, write myself a script. And that sounds so weird. (laughs) Like I'm going to script out what I'm going to say to this person. No, I'm going to script out my opening line. And the reason I do this is when I'm in that uncomfortable situation, face-to-face with the person, ready to initiate the conversation, I'm nervous. My heart's beating fast. My breathing is shallow. My face is probably flushed. My palms are disgusting and sweaty. You know, my, you know, all the things that make it not easy for you to come up with an intelligent sentence, (laughs) right? Because your brain is going into fight or flight. So it's shooting all the energy to the muscles that help you punch somebody in the face or run out of the room. Neither of which is what you're trying to do. So if you've thought about how you're going to start the conversation beforehand, Mm -hmm. you've got that you've got that sort of rehearsal in your mind and you're more likely to come up with words that are respectful, open-minded, tactful, that are more likely to be heard, that aren't condescending. Because as soon as you walk into a conversation, accusing and condescending, (laughs) you're in trouble. And if you can start that conversation well, you have the best chance at effectively having that conversation. Absolutely. Before we close, and do you also have a second book coming out? Yes, uh, yes. Get them over it. When, yep. when, when is um, the second book coming out? When can we? I just that? got the first book of 25 to check out and make sure everything was right last week. So uh, I have approved that. It should be on Amazon by middle of June, probably June 10th. And I'm getting it up on my website, which is your change speaker as quickly as I can. So um, yeah, so look for June 10th. June 10th. And for those uh, listening, uh, you can buy Anne's first book, Get Over It, on Amazon. It's a great uh, handbook and it's very easy to read. You can read one one tip a day. And uh, I know myself, I really enjoyed it. Uh, some really great practical tips in there, uh, overcoming change and just 
getting over every area of a life. Well, and, and it's so funny because as as somebody gave me some criticism about the title one time, they were like, get over it. That's like really mean telling people to get over it, but I'm telling them let's get over it. Like it would be great to be able to get over this. Here's some skills to help you do that. So if anybody's hearing get over it and being like, wow, Anne, you're really rude. The fact is I'm saying, let's get over this together so we can get through this change and thrive. So the best place to reach you, Anne, would be on your website. Can you Mm -hmm. repeat that again? Yeah, well, annebonnie.com goes to it, but uh, your change speaker also goes to it. Um, Actually, you know what? It's something really fun. If you go to annebonnie.ninja, that also goes to my website. Okay. And, and why, why, why ninja? Why did you add the ninja? Cause it was available. <laughs> Cause it was okay. available. Okay. It's funny. If you want a little history lesson, Anne Bonnie was actually an infamous female pirate who marauded the seas of the Caribbean in the end of the 1700s. And so this is my SEO nightmare. If you Google Anne Bonnie, you're going to get this historical figure. And she was not a nice person. Um, But, you know, if you're ever down in the Caribbean or down in Florida, you're going to see Anne Bonnie Way and there's Anne Bonnie drinks and Anne Bonnie at the golf, the the little pirate mini golf. So that's a fun little fact about Anne Bonnie. (laughs) Well, then, and thanks so much for uh, joining us. And just to recap for our audience, a a few strategies that you shared with us, taking a pause before we react, uh, taking a pause before we speak is so important to help having that positive win-win outcome. And the second one we talked also about is assumptions. Sometimes we make assumptions about things that may not necessarily be the case. So having that positive intent, keeping that open mind and being curious. And And one of the questions I like for that, I'm just going to throw this in there. One of the questions I like for that is, is this the only explanation for what happened? Oh, that's excellent. Right. And I think we talked about, uh, discomfort, you know, just having feeling discomfort in conversations, having the approaches, just having sort of some preparation, some notes of how you would like think about reflect on how you would like to approach the person, you know, having that calm mindset. So reflection and and just preparing what you've taken the time, what you want to say is is really, really important. And preparing your emotions too, knowing that this person usually makes you mad. And so when they make me mad, I'm going to do this so you can maintain that control and hopefully solve the problem. Yeah. Writing it down also helps you formulate what's getting out of your head. What's uh, affecting you as well. Yeah. Having the thought and making it come out of your mouth in an intelligent way are two completely different (laughs) skill sets. So Uh, write the script for crying out loud. uh, And then, and thank you so much for joining us today. It was a real pleasure having you on our show today. I will put all uh, Anne's contact information in the show notes and in my Facebook group page on Switch for Change Coaching. And that is spelled S-W-I-T-C-H, the number four, change. I will share Anne's difficult conversations, tips, strategies that we discussed that will be really helpful as well. Thank you so much, Anne, for joining us today. Awesome. It was a pleasure to be here, Mika. Thank you so much for having me.